Hi, welcome to worship. I want to thank you for joining me today. And I want to remind you that on January 31st, we will have our annual meetings at Our Saviors in Faith. Each meeting will be following the worship service. If you are able to join us, we'd love to have you there to take part in the meeting. And if you aren't able to join us, would you please pray for those meetings and for the people gathered so that we can make wise decisions? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now let us begin our worship today with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, by grace alone you call us and accept us in your service. Strengthen us by your Spirit and make us worthy of your call. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim it to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah sent out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now John was arrested. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jonah is one of my favorite characters in the Bible, but unfortunately, when we have such a small portion of the story as in our reading for today, it takes away from who Jonah is and the rich meaning of his story. Jonah was a prophet, but unlike most prophets in the Bible, he only has one short prophetic speech in the whole book of Jonah, and we hear that speech today in our reading. God had called on Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and tell the Assyrian people to repent. While Jonah wanted no part of that command from God, the Assyrians were hated enemies. Jonah did not want them to repent. He would rather have God destroy them. God does not let Jonah off without trying to persuade him to do as he had been told. God goes so far as to have him swallowed up by a fish to convince him to follow God's command. Jonah finally gives in and goes to Nineveh, not willingly, but by now he feels he has no choice. 
God will not leave him alone until he does, as he has been told. So he gets to Nineveh, the capital of Assyria. And as he walked through the city, he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. There was Jonah's only recorded prophetic speech. Jonah must have been convincing, because the people listened, and God changed his mind and forgave the people. Well, this made Jonah very mad. He made sure God knew he was not pleased. God then lectured Jonah on Jonah's selfishness, only thinking about himself and not all the people and animals who would have died if God had destroyed the city. That is where the book ends. So we do not know how Jonah felt after his lecture from God, or if he changed his mind about the people of Nineveh. The reason I like Jonah and his story is because we can learn a lot about ourselves from this story. I'm sure we have all at times felt like Jonah. We see others who are not following God's example of how to live a life pleasing to God, and we think that they should be punished. We want to see them punished. We want God to condemn their actions and have them suffer for their sins. We forget that God's love and mercy is for everyone, not just a chosen few especially not just the ones we would choose to receive God's love. God's love has no boundaries. God's love extends to all people, no matter their religious, ethnic, or social backgrounds. As Jonah found out, God even loves our enemies. We can also learn from the story of Jonah that God is a God of surprises. God's plan for us is often different than we imagined. We can spend a lot of time making a plan for our life. We can work hard to follow that plan. But when God calls us to do something, all of our plans no longer matter. Jonah found that out when he tried to go away from where God was sending him only to have God pursue him until he was willing to listen to God and do as God had asked. When we try to go our own way and do what pleases us, we need to remember what happened to Jonah. This is when we need to put our trust in God and follow God's plan. We must believe that God knows better than we do what the plan for our life should be. This all fits into the sermon from last week when I asked you, what is God calling you to do? If you aren't listening to God's call, you may find yourself like Jonah, being pursued by God until you give in and listen. And let's hope you don't get swallowed up by a fish. The book of Jonah is a good illustration of how hard it is to follow God when we would rather follow our own desires. Too often we think we know what is best for us, and we fail to listen to God's voice. And even when we hear God, if what we are being told is not what we have in mind to do, then we can easily ignore 
the voice and pretend we don't hear it. It is as if we want to control God, just like Jonah did. Jonah thought if he did not listen to God and did what he thought was right, God would finally see that he was right, and the people of Nineveh did not need to be saved. Jonah totally forgot about the grace and mercy of God. So let's not be like Jonah. Let's try our best to find ways to extend God's forgiveness to all people. God is trying to remind us that our lives are all about relationships, our relationship with God and our relationship with other people and all of God's creation. God formed us to be in relationship. We were never meant to function alone. God is here to guide us, and God puts other people in our lives to support us. We, in turn, are to support others. But it doesn't end there. Remember in Nineveh, God saved all the people and the animals. All of God's creatures are a part of our relationship with this world we live in. We are to care for humans, animals, and the land. It is why we are here. Sometimes it's too easy to judge others and decide for ourselves who is right and who is wrong. We let our own ideas cloud our ability to listen to others and get to know and understand them. Jonah decided that because these people were Assyrian, they were all his enemies. He let what a few people had done overshadow his thinking. He lumped everyone together as sinners without getting to know any of them. Hopefully Jonah learned the lesson God was trying to teach him. Forgiveness is powerful and life-changing. That lesson is not just for Jonah. It is for all of us. May we all read the book of Jonah with new eyes and an open heart. Amen.
Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Guided by Christ, made known to the nation, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need. For the church throughout the world, for pastors and teachers, for deacons and deaconesses, and for musicians and servers, that all proclaim the good news of God's reconciling love, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For skies and seas, for birds and fish, for favorable weather and clean water, and for the well-being of creation, that God raise up advocates and scientists to guide our care for all the earth. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For those who provide leadership in our cities and around the world, for nonprofit organizations and for homeless advocates, that, guide in, that God inspire all people in the just use of wealth. And for those in military service and their families, may their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For those who are sick, distressed, or grieving, for the outcast and all who wait relief, that in the midst of suffering, God's peace and mercy surround them. We pray especially for those affected by COVID, those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Meyer, Maggie, Tracy, Keith. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God for our congregation and community, for families big and small, that God's steadfast love serve as a model for all relationships, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. In thanksgiving for our ancestors in the faith, whose lives serve as an example of gospel living, that they point us to salvation through Christ, let us pray. Have mercy, O God.
Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.